I'm Lynn Hardy with Agape Christian Fellowship for those of you who may watch this later. I'm here today to talk to you about the sixth and seventh seal of the book of Revelation. And we've been working our way steadily through this book. This will be the last of the challenging messages for next week. The Lord has prepared a special treat. Next week, we're going to be talking about a visit to heaven in the secret place, family members there, and the bride. And a little bit about healing. But that's next week's message. I want to encourage you, thank you, for continuing to be strengthened through these messages of revelation, not to respond in fear, but to come forward in faith, knowing our Lord has provided. This today is probably one of the tougher messages because it's about the sixth and seventh seal that our Lord will break. Now, um, let's begin and dive in right away. Let's tear off that bandage <laughs> and see what John received from our Lord. In Revelation 6, verses 12 and 13, it says, And beheld, and I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and see, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell to earth, even as a fig tree cast her untimely figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. What could cause? the sun to become black and the moon to be red. Well, sackcloth of goat's hair was used in mourning and it was usually connected to a time when judgment had occurred. Since we can still see a red moon, it can't mean that the entire sky is, is blackened and there's no light. It could refer to some kind of eclipse that will mark this time in this season. Before we go into what causes the moon to be red, let's address the second half of that verse, which talks about the stars of heaven. Now we know that the stars of heaven fall and when we look at them, it'll explain that red moon. The Greek word aster is translated stars. It's the same word used earlier in this very same manuscript. And it was defined for us in that use. Revelation verse one um, or chapter one, verse 20. And the seven stars are the seven angels of the seven churches. So we can see that stars represent angels. Now stars of heaven, that means there are certain angels in heaven that are gonna fall to the earth and they will be kicked out of heaven. We know when this event will happen. That means we can place this seal exactly where it belongs because of what else has been said. Remember in Revelation 12, Verses seven and nine, it says, and there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought his angels and prevailed not. Neither was there a place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan 
which deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast with him. <laughs> you know, one thing I have to love about this verse is that, that the Lord wants no mistake here. He refers to Satan by every name he's been referred to in the Bible. That great dragon, that old serpent, the devil, Satan. He's like all of these things. <laughs> this is the person we're talking about. <laughs> he is picked out and all that follow him. Now, if we continue in that same passage in Revelation down at verse 13 and 14, it shows when this happens. And when the dragon saw that he was cast to earth, he persecuted the women, which brought forth the man child. That's Jesus. And that's the Israel that he's persecuting. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time, times, and a half time. That's three and a half years from the face of the serpent. With these two verses, we can see that this seal will be broken at the midpoint in, in Daniel's week because Satan and his minions are kicked out with three and a half years left to pursue um, the, the Israel. So how can this event, Satan minions falling to earth and being kicked out of heaven, how can that affect the red moon? How is that all tied together with the blackened sun and the red moon? To understand this, we need to know about principalities. In Ephesians 6, 12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, Satan is not omnipresent like God. He can't see everything and know everything. He has to have an organized force to accomplish his will and to receive information. This verse shows the levels of Satan's organization. Principalities, they rule over nations. We see that in Daniel 10 verses 13, where the prince of Persia is referred to as fighting with the archangel and subduing him and him needing to call on Michael's help. So if it was just an earthly king of Persia, you know, angels are way more powerful than us. We know that he was not talking about the earthly prince, but he was talking about the power of the air, the, the ruling evil principality over that area. The second, um, the second thing we see here is that there will be powers. Powers rule over states and provenances. Then we have rulers of darkness. Rulers of darkness rule over cities, enforcing their own kingdom, either for dark or light, their rules and regulations. And then, of course, we have spiritual wickedness in high places. Those are um, demons operating in the spirit realm upon this earth. So the bigger the country, the more, not necessarily landmass, but with population, the bigger the principality, literally. I don't know why this is, but I've seen a common thread in all accounts of angels and principalities. And the bigger the principality, or I guess the more powerful the principality, the bigger it is. For instance, um, for a church that has many people or is a, has a long reach, the angel of that church will be massive. So I think that that means that the principalities, the, the stronger they are, they continue to grow. No idea why. 
<laughs> there was a, but there was a testimony given in 2011. Do you remember when that tsunami hit Japan? This is a demonstration of what happens when an evil principality is kicked out. There was a report from someone who had uh, led a church, uh, many revivals and churches in Korea where they had been praying for God's salvation for Japan for many years. They were persecuted by the Japanese and they knew that if the Japanese would be saved, that their suffering would ease. So they were in prayer for their enemies. 2010 saw the beginning of a project to plant 10 churches in 10 years. I believe because of this, God appointed a good principality for a time of mercy. This particular person saw in a vision two bright white angels wrestling against a dark angel and casting it to the ground, to the earth, and it hit and impacted right where that earthquake occurred that caused the tsunami. For this reason, the greater the populace, the bigger the principality, the bigger the impact that will occur. When Satan and his minions are cast to the earth by Michael, earthquakes. Earthquakes will occur around the world. This actually explains the next verse in Revelation. Revelation 6, 14, after we see that Michael and his principalities are kicked out, the, the next thing we hear is, and the heavens departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and every island were moved out of their places. What is that if it's not a whole bunch of quaking on the earth all over, right? When all the evil rulers over this earth are cast to the ground, every island, every mountain is shaken. The earth moving to this degree may very well set off many volcanoes, especially along what is known as the ring of fire, which contains approximately um, 850 to 1,000 volcanoes on tectonic plates, on, on a tectonic plate in the Pacific o Ocean. So there's a picture there for you of that nice ring of fire. You see all the countries where this tectonic plate, plate is and all of the, the different volcanoes along that. Scientists have recently discovered that ash and smoke from wildfires, this happened in Arizona, will cause the moon to look extraordinarily red. That was that picture of that red moon. It's not a blood moon, what some people is a slight reddish color. It is a dark red. It is the moon became as blood. Now, because this is a worldwide phenomenon, it will have to be much more than a localized event, such as a blood moon or as a local wildfire. This is a worldwide thing. So the ash and smoke from volcanoes would account for the red moon. This worldwide event will affect all nations. The next verse shows the reaction of mankind. Verses 16 and 17. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every slave and every free man 
hid themselves in dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath is come who shall be able to stand the the earth and the hearts of man will be shaken when they see this happen the whole world will know that that sixth seal is broken they will know god's wrath is on his way but instead of running to God, they run and hide. At this point, every Christian should know that Daniel's week has begun and is indeed half over. They're half out of time already. And that the day, because they're stating, according to this, the day of his wrath has come. The, the two witnesses, remember, also die at this point. They had been prophesying and giving testimony against the world. This may be why the world realizes that God's wrath is on the way. Could they have been prophesying that this would happen? Because, could they be warning people? And then when it does happen, they're like, oh, those two were right and we just killed them. Huh, <laughs> now, now I think we're in trouble. We can firmly place this seal right at that three and a half year mark. Now, many church leaders believe that seven year agreement will be signed by the end of 2003, or sorry, 2023. That seven year agreement by the end somewhere in 2023, probably around the Feast of Trumpets and the uh, between there and the Feast of Atonement, that contract will be signed. You'll want to consider the effects of this seal and begin to prepare. You only have three and a half years once the, once the contract is signed. You have a couple more years of warning right now. The first step is to ask the Lord about your country. How will this seal impact your nation? You may not be close to the ring of fire, you might not have a ton of people in your country. Your country might be mo mostly good and not have to refer, not have many evil principalities ruling over it. Remember, we've talked about food shortage coming, but it'll be no good to have a stockpile of food if an earthquake destroys your home. If you are not yet able to hear clearly from the Lord, the classes at that free school, the Courts of Heaven Academy will help you so that you can prepare, you can know where you should be. I live in the United States of America. And recently the Holy Spirit opened up my eyes in a time of prayer. I had a vision of what was occurring in the heavens. And I clearly saw that uh, the good principality over the United States was removed and the evil principality came in. This was in the spring of 2021. This means when that sixth seal breaks, America is due to have an earthquake. Where will this hit? One thing the Lord has pointed out for many years and I've known about this for several years there will be two American eclipses occurring seven years apart, 
Seven is God's number for perfection and completion in the physical. These two events point out God's perfect will for the nation, and it conveniently creates an X to mark the spot where ev uh, the evil principality will land. Now, I want to co comment that these are special North American eclipses. They only touch no North America. In, in other words, it's pointing out something that affects this nation, which is why the Lord had me exclude everything else and look at these two. He pointed out these two make an X, pay attention. Okay, so I paid attention, I made a note. And here is where it crosses, Harbindale, Illinois. The Lord said, Harbindale, Illinois. Okay, there is a Madrid, it's called the Madrid Fault Line. It runs underneath the Mississippi River on the border between Illinois and Missouri. When this fault line is affected by a huge earthquake, America will have a new continental divide as the water from the largest river in this country is drained. This will affect food production as well as distribution because St. Louis it is known as the ag or agriculture cultural coast of America where the waters are used for to grow many crops, to transport many crops. It's the second largest inland port in the United States. Now the Lord may reveal a deeper connection between the location of the 2011 tsunami and the principality that will hit Carbondale, Illinois. At this time, I don't yet have the full picture. What I do have is this, and this could be as simple as it gets. There's something in America known as the Bible Belt. Have you heard about that? They call it the Bible Belt um, because it's where the government for the church, where the most churches were located that had the strong gospel preached. It's this Bible Belt area across the United States. It's very well known to those of us over here. If you look at a map of Carbondale, Illinois, the Mississippi River, and the Bible Belt, what you'll see is that Bible Belt cut in half. This is a warning to God's church. You're not getting it right. You need to wake up because when it hits there, they're going to know it's, it's dividing the Bible Belt in half. And that could stand for the division of the church. We know that Antichrist will have a one world church and God will have his true church. And it might be a sign, okay, Bible Belt, you choose a side. Are you on God's side or are you with the world? Other areas that may be affected as powers over, are overthrown, those that rule large population centers, well, these impacts won't be as great, but they may set off fault lines and volcanoes nearby. You can see those lo located on the tectonic plates and they may have greater impact. It might have greater consequences. So a few major US cities to consider are Los Angeles. There's the San Andreas Fault, Portland, because there's several volcanic possibilities there, as well as Seattle, because there's also many volcanoes in that area. 
you'll want to consider these things and you'll have to ask the Lord where he wants you to be. Now, New York may also be affected, but since it's not located next to a tectonic plate, the consequences may not be as drastic. You won't see so many, quite so many things, maybe a tsunami, you know, something like that, maybe some flooding, but will that be as bad as a volcano? Only God knows. So you will need to look at your country, examine the fault lines in your area, especially located next to major metropolitan areas, next to capitals or on the coast. The real question is, will this calamity be enough to convince the world to go to a paperless money system or join the World Economic Forum? That is the end goal of the satanic kingdom. It's unite the world under a one currency. Remember that at the end, Antichrist takes control of all the currency. You can't buy or sell without his mark. That is the sixth seal. Now the seventh seal, the seventh seal is a little bit different than all the rest. Revelation 8.1 says, and when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for a space about half an hour. And when I saw the seven angels, which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. The seventh seal comprises the seventh, seven trumpets. These trumpets are a warning or an announcement that something is coming. In this case, they are announcing that God's wrath will be poured out. They are not God's wrath, but they are warning that it's on the way. Now that silence in heaven for about half an hour, it indicates there'll be a time before those trumpets are sounded. There'll be a breathing space before anything goes, comes next. It makes great sense when you look at the full timeline of the seals. So we're gonna go over that really quick, okay? If you haven't been here for all these meetings, the, the recordings are, are there on our YouTube page and we'll have the classes construct, constructed in our academy soon. If not already by the time you see this. Okay, so the first seal is the Antichrist riding forth in power. The second seal, war coming after the peace treaty is signed. Third seal, famine, a shortage of food. Fourth seal is death, but it only takes place in one fourth of the world. And it's by famine, pestilence and beasts. So there's, there's a bunch of things and it's only one fourth of the world is affected by that, not one fourth of people. So it's located, isolated in areas. Now the fifth seal is the blood that is martyred of the martyred saints crying out. I made this seal very big because I wanted you to be aware that this is going to take place for a long time. That seal is going to go right on up into the fifth, until when the sixth seal is broken. Now that sixth seal, Satan and his army are kicked out of heaven and earthquakes and skies are darkened. Remember that that fifth seal the, the blood of the martyrs, he says, wait a season till the rest of your brothers are killed the same for me to take action. So there was a certain amount that had to happen before God could kick Satan out of heaven in the next seal. 
And that's when the earth quakes and the skies are darkened and the moon is turned to blood. And that, and that seventh seal in heaven, um, that there's silence and then trumpets are handed out. So that sixth seal, when it's broken, people run and hide. Remember saying, oh my gosh, God's wrath is coming. We also know at that middle tribulation point is when the Antichrist blasphemes heaven, God, and all who dwell there. He starts railing at God and declaring himself to be God. I think that's because you have that time of where nothing's happening. You know, you have that, that sixth seal and everybody goes, oh my gosh, and then nothing happens for a while. <laughs> you know, that gives Satan time to stand up there and say, yeah, you know, and say really bad things about God and heaven and everybody there and put himself forward. That would happen as people start coming out of hiding because they realized, oh, the world didn't end. Oh, it's clearing up, you know? So it's a short time where not much is happening. Now, Revelation 8 verses Six, three, um, verses three through six say, then another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer and there was given to him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar, which was before the throne and the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints ascended before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and cast it into the earth and there were voices, thunder, and lightning, and earthquake. God receives the prayers of the saints who are crying out. The response is to bring fire from the altar of God. The Greek word, pour, is often related to the cleansing fire of purification. The next three and a half years will be a time when Christians are tried in the fire of God, the correction of God. So the bride of Christ will become pure and bright through this purification process. Now, we see that there were voices, thunders, and lightnings, and earthquake. And we see that a couple of times in Revelation. We'll discover the rest of them, but they always happen at a key point. It always happens when God's changing from one thing to the next. And I have no idea why or what the, that means, the voices, thunders, lightnings, and an earthquake. Okay, the Holy Spirit's giving me some information, so I'm going to go with what he's saying. I'm just going to follow the Spirit here. Okay, lightning. Lightning is known as power from heaven and from God. Thunder and voices. God's voice thunders to some who aren't close to him and do not understand him, and, voice, and he sounds as a clear voice to others. This is seen when Jesus was coming up out of the water and um, it says that God said, this is my son of whom I'm well pleased. And others said it, they just heard thunder. You know, they, so they only heard thunder, but other people heard the mighty voice of God. So that's where that interpretation comes from. And the earthquake and an earthquake, earthquake is a movement upon the earth. I believe what this is talking about, and this is just straight from the Holy Spirit right now, is that at this time, 
that what God is pouring out. Yes, it's a fire of correction, but for those who will be corrected, you're going to operate in the power, in the might of God. Oh my gosh, Lord, that's why you sent that dream. Okay, so next week, we're going to talk about that. I had a secret place visit. Oh, who? <laughs> now I understand fully how it applies. He explained this in greater detail. Next week, we're going to talk about about things in heaven and, and God's power and walking in God's power on this earth and connections you'll need to know about it. Anyways, wow. All right, just overcome right now with the revelation that the Holy Spirit's bringing, trying to, to let it take form in my mind. <laughs> ah, okay, so voices, thunder, lightning. This means that God will be moving in power upon this earth, a power like hasn't been seen since the time of Acts. Remember, that was a time when Christians were being crucified. They were being persecuted, but they walked in tremendous and mighty power. They heard God's voice. They knew what to do. That is what this is talking about. It's, it's the time of Acts that God, that because the prayers of the saints go up at that mid-time when that, when that cries out, God's response is yes. Here is my power for my altar. Here is the cleansing rain down upon the earth so that they can all wash their robes in white and make them white. Okay, that is it. <laughs> that is the message today. Do not fear what is to come, but rejoice for the time is near when God will pour forth in his might. Next, next week, we'll give you an example and, and I'm going to show you what the Lord said about receiving that power. Some things you may want to might want to contemplate. A little bit about your ancestors and who's going to make it to heaven. You'll be more comfortable with that. Such great stuff he gave me to yesterday, yesterday in the secret place. And now I know why. It is the next message for you. That is all I have today. It is good news. Because you will be prepared. You are here listening. You are here submitted to God, learning his ways, determined to clear out the enemy so you can hear God more. You are here. Don't respond in fear. Know that you will be prepared and God will provide. That is the message for today. Until next week, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us together today. We thank you that your word has come forth to encourage us so that we know that you will be with us. That you will be empowering the body with power and with might. Lord, I thank you for your spirit. And Holy Spirit, if I have missed the wisdom of God in any way, I do ask that you restore to me right and godly wisdom. Correct me and teach me the truth of God's ways. And help every heart here receive that truth, God's truth, not mine, but yours. I place them in your hands. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. Amen. Till next week. Shalom.